Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mike Lindsley back with you. It's the ML Sports Platter brought to you by our good friends at Stanley Law Offices. Burn Dairy and Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. Make sure you get your membership. Do it. Liverpool, two great locations. They've got the sauna, the swim pool, and a heck of a lot more. So make sure you grab your membership today. Sign up your youngster for swim lessons with Miss Abby as well. Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, the official fitness center of the platter. Here we go. We are going back in time, bringing in one of my dudes from my old radio staff, uh, one of my favorite people, Scott Ambinder, joins us. He's got an unbelievable platform that he's unleashing called Pedal Talk. We're going to get into that, uh, which really is a show on two wheels that showcases the diversity of New York City, the cultural diversity, the intrigue of New York City, my favorite city in the world, and I think I think it's Scott's as well. Welcome back, my man. It's been too long and Feels like just yesterday you were crushing it on updates with your old retro baseball shirts, brother. How are you? It's so great to see you. It's good to be here, Mike. Thanks so much for having me on, allowing me a, 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 the, the chance to talk about uh, this new passion project. And the studio is looking good on your end. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. It goes all the way around. So maybe next time I'll have you on, you see the door going out to the playroom. You know, when you have a four-year-old and a seven-month-old, things change in a hurry. Uh, the family pictures are behind the computer. I got the Buffalo stuff over here, but I'm too depressed still. So I'm just going to leave it in that in, in that area. And, and we've got you know we got some things to look at and, and whatnot. But I'll show you around uh, after the show. Um, pedal talk. How cool! Here I am. One night I'm 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 working. I'm posting some stuff, and this thing comes in my feed, and it's you on a bike in New York City. How awesome! Tell my people about pedal talk. Yeah, so Pedal Talk's kind of the culmination of what started out as a COVID hobby. And when the pandemic hit, of course, New York City was one of the most affected places. I needed a new sport, something something new to do. Uh, I picked up a bike, got a city bike membership, world's largest bike sharing system. A few months later, I'd been to every single city bike station in all four city bikeable boroughs, Manhattan, the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens. And from that stemmed an interest in taking that to the streets. And what that meant was interviewing other people who choose to bike to work, bike to wherever they're going. And um, it was my executive producer, Heather Brown, who kind of got the, the wheels turning, no pun intended. And a teaser later, here we are. <laughs> That's incredible. So, you know, I, I have so many friends and, and family members who have lived in New York, visited New York, but the people who live in New York, um, you, you get one of maybe four or five different pockets of people. You get the people who are born and bred there and they stay there forever. They're born and bred there. Maybe they get a job, they move away and they're gone forever. They're born and bred. They move away and they get the itch and they're like, I love New York. Literally, like the shirt says, they move back. You get the people who want to always be in New York. I've always wanted to be in New York. And then they stay there. And then the other people who want to be in New York and within three to five years or maybe it's seven or ten, they literally burn out because of the, the, the style of life, the cost, all of those sorts of things. I don't know what pocket you will be in. You're too young right now. But in your travels... Do you see each pocket of people in that regard? I know that the, we're going to get to the cultural part and the amazing, you know, different, um, you know, ethnic groups and all the rest of it. But people in general, you know, it doesn't matter, black, Asian, white, whatever. But the people who, who, who live in New York, 
whether it's career-based or culture-based or want-based or wow, New York, they fit into those pockets, right? So do you see that? Do you talk to people about the coming and going, the staying, the leaving of New York, the burnout, the not burnout? Do you get into that talk? I do. And that's the hope of every conversation that those natural walls are kind of broken down and beyond classifying my interviewees as commuters or tourists or OG New Yorkers, we're able to get into those emotional attractions to the city and even detractions over the years. Because even in my time here, uh, things have really changed. This is this is year seven for me in Manhattan. And uh, I've seen places open up, close down, pandemics affect greatly the, the landscape here. Uh, and the overall goal of the show is really to uh, break down those barriers that separate us New Yorkers when we have such tunnel vision walking down the street. Because at the end of the day, uh, th that's what New York's known for, for better or worse. It's, it's our um, one-for-all mentality. <laughs> You can get them on YouTube. Go subscribe to the page. I'm going to go do that, by the way, after the interview. Last night, I subscribed to the Instagram page. Obviously, you and I were following each other uh, before that, going back to our, our radio time together. Again, Scott Anbinder, our guest from Pedal Talk, talking some New York City and uh, some of the cultural diversity there. And what what group do you find, you know, from a cultural group, ethnic group, whatever, uh, do you find the most interesting? Wow. Well... I, I think they all bring something to the table. I'm not just saying that to support each each rider that I have on. Um, I do find something incredibly nostalgic about bringing on someone who grew up in a deep part of the city, Canarsie, Brooklyn, Forest Hills, Queens, uh, you know, the Upper Bronx, not somewhere connected to the part of New York that's on every commercial like Times Square, because. Yeah. Combining the fact that they grew up in maybe a residential area that's changed uh, with coming back and seeing everything that's that's now different, commercialized maybe, uh, is, is huge. And I think biking around, which is so much easier to do than walking around as far as seeing uh, as much as possible, is what really uh, you know brings out the the nostalgia for the rider themselves, and for me to see that on their face is cool, especially if they've never biked before. Because <laughs> number one, they're shaky; they're barely able to stay on the thing. You imagine and, me? I'd be falling off the first ride, the first trip. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm I'm obsessed with it. I That's it's awesome. it's really become something that I I really enjoy. Yeah, I, it's just it's so cool. It's so unique. Um, you know. New York City, I've been there obviously a million times, and there's there are probably three things about New York that I always say never get old, ever get old. Number one is when I go to New York, I still can't wait to see the skyline. It just it it, it doesn't. Now I wish the World Trade Center was a part of it, of course, but the Freedom Tower has been an amazing kind of replacement and a memory, and, and it just adds and it shines. I think it shines. I really do. Um, and the Trade Center kind of did too, you know, from the water and all the rest. But the skyline is just, it, it just, gosh, it never gets old and it just grabs me. I don't know what it, it's just something about it. So that's number one. And, you know, I've flown around it. I've looked at it from every possible angle. I've looked at it from bridges and here and there and leaving and coming. The second thing is, is every single time I go to New York, there's always something new to do. You can go 
400 times and you still stumble upon something. If you didn't go to a Broadway play, then you can go to a Broadway play. You can always try a new slice of pizza. You can try a new jazz place. You can go to a ball game. You can do anything you want. So that's number two. There's something always new to do. Uh, in fact, the last time I was in New York, I was uh, with you, you know, and it, it was my, part of my mom's 70th birthday. And boy, am I glad to, that I went and did that. Obviously, as you know, I lost my mom over a year ago. Um, so there's always something new, new to do. And then the third thing is about New York is what you're doing right now, but you're doing it a different way. There's always somebody new to meet and something new to learn about. Um, how do you, with all those things, taking somebody in New York, how do you find these people, find somebody new and know it's right? Know it's right. Know that the new person's right. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, sometimes I'm confident that I do have a, a great interviewee for this show. And, you know, whether it's a friend or a colleague or a family member, they could be excited. They could have the best stories to tell. But when they get on that thing and get behind the camera, it's a whole different ballgame. Uh, and vice versa. You, you might not know you have some, you, you might not know you have a diamond in the rough. Uh, yeah. But at, at the end of the day, uh, I think it's cool, the interconnectedness of New York. And when we were talking about the nuts and bolts of this thing, one of the ideas I had was that every rider that we interview, we ask them who they thought in their life could be someone that we pick up for the next episode. Um, and, you know, that was that was floated around. We ended up uh, going a little bit more structured in, in how we're doing it. But I love that interconnectedness aspect to it because everybody knows somebody here in a city of nine million people on an island that's only nine miles long. It's a pretty beautiful thing uh, that we are you know, connected at the end of the day. Uh, and that's what I go back to being able to find inspiration in the art scene, the sports scene, the graffiti scene, you know, it, it's all connected at the end of the day. And it's not even just one borough. You take one right turn and instead of Brooklyn, you end up in Queens or instead of Queens, you end up in the Bronx. Uh, and that doesn't even touch on the culinary scene there is, which is monstrous itself. <laughs> it's funny. People, you know, are able to bike and walk so much in New York. And I, I, I'd probably turn into a fat ass because I'd be eating all day long because the food there. I mean, just pizza alone would make me go crap. I'd be eating pizza, so much pizza if I lived in New York. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and, and by the way, you're right. You take one turn and you're somewhere else. Like, you know, if you're my dad and I <clears throat> riding the subway one night, ended up at Far Rockaway and we, you know, it's one in the morning. We're like, what are we doing? Small worlds can be in big worlds. You're right. Small worlds can be in big cities, you know, up in upstate New York where you spend some time, obviously. Um, people will say all the time, well, it's a small world, but you know, I can tell you right now that I flew through New York, um, you know, when I went to a wedding in Naples not too long ago for my buddy, Kevin Rich. And, you know, I saw a Bonaventure sweatshirt and I just walked past and it was like, go Bonas. And he was like, go Bonas. And we started talking and he was nine, 10 years ago, graduated. And I told him I was an old man. It was 10 years before that. Next thing you know, I'm in New York City and Bonaventure is connected. So it, it, the small world is inside the big world. Um when people watch pedal talk and we have a couple minutes left and I won't hold you too long. What do you hope somebody says about it when they get done watching it? I want to get on a bike. <laughs> That's one thing. I, I think biking is one of the more underutilized modes of transport, even in New York city where you see it all the time. Um, I, even with city bike, 
doing an e-bike initiative. You see more and more people with, with a motor on, on that thing. Uh, I want more people to think about getting on a bicycle, just like I did four years ago when the pandemic hit, and say, I'm going to bike to my next doctor's appointment. I'm going to bike to work. I'm going to bike to the Met game because there's bike docks now right outside City Field and Yankee Stadium. Awesome. Uh, and know that it's an affordable, safe mode of transport. And above all, one of the coolest ways to see the city. Can't do that on a subway. Can't see what's outside when you're underground. Right. Yeah. And you're not burning gas money on, on, on the upper part and you're not you know getting frustrated with other things. You're just kind of going at your own pace. Do these things have GPSs on them? I mean, because, you know, you can't. Right. I mean, you can't find everything, can you? You can't find everything. The The City Bike app does have a, a GPS map that's pretty much just as good as any Apple or Google right. map. Uh, but at the end of the day, you do have to have your wits about you, right? You're still biking through an endless gridlock of one of the more frantic cityscapes in sure. the world. So I'm, I'm not going to say it's the safest activity, Mike, but yeah. uh, something that's worth at least exploring the idea of doing more, especially once we're out of the the brutality of February and late winter, and we're getting toward the the nice summer months. Yeah, no doubt. I you get me on one of those you know one of those things without a GPS trying to go to Yankee Stadium. I'd end up in the Hudson. Um, <laughs> CNY Radio, man. Uh, you and I spent some time together, and uh, you were a star, man. You know, you you had the personality and the delivery and a style to you, and and I remember the way you closed cast. You know. With your Syracuse Sports Flash, I'm Scotty and Ambinder on the score, 1260. It was just a flow to it, and you you mix things together, and you're a conversationalist, and your personality shined, and um, you know, radio, camera, whatever it is, and you're just a people person. So this doesn't surprise me, man. It really doesn't. Well, thanks a lot, Mike. And I was going to throw this in at the end. You know, you were, were such a big part of my broadcasting career, the way it catapulted me into just having the confidence to try something like this. So don't think it doesn't go unthought of, um, you know, where I got those CNY roots on 1064 James street. I'll, I'll always remember that place. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys, that staff, man, I, you know, I haven't been at radio to be seven years now since I left. And, um, but that staff was a special group, you know, you and Tricarico still killing it doing Syracuse Mets play by play and Ben Siegel's covering SU and, uh, gosh, I mean, Kevin Ryan's, as you know, is, is doing some great things in TV. Um, there, there's just so many guys doing some amazing things. And, um, you know, it's just awesome. Dan Silverman, obviously our buddy and uh, just so many guys doing so many awesome things. And I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm really proud of you guys. It seems like so long ago yet. It seems like, you know, we could go in a studio right now and just start doing shows and updates. Right. So, no, we're kind of doing that right now in yeah, a way. We, we kind of are. <laughs> Any final thoughts on, on the pedal talk that uh, you want to, you want to throw out there and, you know, again, give people places to follow or uh, any inside stuff coming up, just take it away on the platform to kind of uh, put a bowl on this thing. Of course. So pedal talk TV, P E D A L talk TV on Instagram is the handle, which is where we're most active. Uh, and as far as the first few episode drops, that will be happening on March 12th on the YouTube okay. channel. couple weeks, couple okay. weeks. All right. So where we're at with that is looking to find a partner to collaborate on, launch future new episodes. Uh, but the first four fully published episodes, Mike, will be dropping on YouTube on Pedal Talk channel. 
Awesome. I will promote them like crazy. I know there's smaller clips, right, that are out, but those are like teasers. Do I have that right? Those are, yeah, those are like the just the sizzles from the episodes. All yep. Right. Amazing. Right. Scott Ambinder, our guest here on The Platter, all brought to you by Burn Dairy and Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. Go get them. Pedal Talk on Instagram and YouTube. And if you follow my stuff and you know Scott and I and our friendship, I'll be pushing this thing like crazy. Congratulations on all your success, your teaching, your coaching, your pedal talk. Uh, you're probably going to go pedal, I don't know, a couple of miles here before you got to go do your next thing. But uh, we'll uh, we'll talk real soon, my friend. And look, best of luck to you. This was a blast. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you so much, Mike, for you know bringing some attention to the cause. And again, could, couldn't have had these set of thought patterns to do this thing without your help some seven years ago. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.